Hello, I'm Seth Simmons, and welcome to a special episode of Opt Out. Opt Out's a show where I sit down with passionate people to learn why privacy matters to them, the tools and techniques they've found and leveraged, and where we encourage and inspire others towards personal privacy and data sovereignty. Wondering what mobile Monero wallet I use and recommend, and why I chose to take on Cake Wallet as a sponsor? This episode, we're sitting down with Vic Sharma, owner of Cake Wallet, the newest sponsor of Opt Out. Welcome on to Opt Out, Vic. Hey, Seth. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, really, really glad to finally get to sit down and, and chat a little more and let my listeners get to know you. I mean, we've known each other for a good good while through the Monero community, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to be able to, to take you on as a sponsor. Um, I've talked to people about this a lot in the past directly, talked to my wife about this, but just the the staunch and passionate work that you do in the community. You've poured funds, you've poured time into driving the Monero ecosystem forward and the privacy ecosystem forward. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. And I'm, I'm glad to have you jumping on. Um, obviously I use cake wallet as my kind of main spending wallet. It's the hot wallet I use on my, my Alex OS phone. And I really enjoy that experience. And just as I've been using cake and giving suggestions and finding bu- little bugs here and there, you and your team have been really receptive to those. So it's been mm-hmm. a, it's been a great experience so far, but for those listeners who aren't familiar with you, would you mind just <clears throat> introducing yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I'm the founder of Cake Wallet, and also, I mean, this is something I don't talk about much in the in the uh, crypto in the Monero community. But um, I'm 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 actually the executive director of a of a large steel company here in the U.S. Um, so I've always been in the steel business uh, on my own with my dad, and. And then recently, I guess about four or five years ago, I became the executive director of this steel company. Uh, and the purpose was that they wanted to expand into the U.S. and actually help that company expand. We have 2,500 employees now, over 3 million tons of melting capacity. So it's a sizable, you know, good-sized steel company. I don't talk about it much, but sometimes people ask. So I thought, let me just get it out there. The steel company is Liberty Steel. Uh, We've got, I think, eight locations in the U.S. So that's kind of my, I hate to use that term, real job. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so Cake Wallet. Yeah, so I'm I'm the founder of Cake Wallet. Um, Cake Wallet was in development in 2017, and we launched in 2018. Awesome. Yeah, I, I didn't actually know that you were still doing the steel company. I've heard mm-hmm. you mention it, I think, a couple times in the past on, mm-hmm. on other podcasts you've gone on, but didn't know that was still a thing. So good, good to know there. Yeah. Um, and what was it that woke you up to the need for personal privacy? I, I wouldn't say it was one single event. I think it's uh, it's been a journey. I think for a lot of people, it's a journey. But if there had to be one single event that hit me you know, personally, um, you know, I mean, a lot of people talk about Facebook giving up data and Instagram and WhatsApp and all that. Now everything's connected and they do cross marketing and, and in some ways, big tech knows you better than you know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, still, you know, you don't, you don't really bother with it. I still use Facebook. I still use Instagram, but what really woke me up about cryptocurrency, uh, Bitcoin uh, specifically, was when I got kicked out of Coinbase. Um, Like you, I'm a tinkerer. Uh, I like to experiment with things. So I thought, let me actually try to buy something with Bitcoin. And I bought something off the the dark web. 
um, something very innocent, antibiotics. I've, I've talked about it. I'm open about it. Um, and they immediately, uh, uh, Coinbase immediately kicked me off. I, I got a email saying you've uh, violated our terms of illicit use, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we're shutting down your account. Please move your Bitcoin. So that kind of woke me up to the the reality that Bitcoin is completely traceable. And, you know, right away I questioned, how did they know? How did they know where I'm sending the Bitcoin? Are they keeping track of these thousands of millions of addresses, which are, which are marked as uh, high-risk addresses? I guess they are. And then, of course, later on, I learned about chain analysis and, you know, just went down the rabbit hole. But what was interesting at that time, when I was on this darknet market, I, I I saw that the only other coin that was accepted was Monero, and that that's what got me interested in Monero, and privacy at that time. But let me just say this: I mean, even before Cake Wallet, we had built some other privacy uh, apps. I don't know if you ever saw them or if you remember them. They've both been taken mm -hmm. off because we just don't don't have the time. One was a email client behind a calculator screen. I know, of course, regardless of what uh, email you're using, that that side, of course, can still be compromised. But at least on your device, somebody can't grab your phone and start reading your emails. Um, so it's just, you, you know, you've seen those pictures or files behind calculator. But surprisingly, even today, there's no email client behind a calculator screen. So Cake Wallet wasn't the first attempt at, at privacy that we tried. So we had that app, the email client app behind a calculator. We also had another app called PhotoLocker. Um, actually, the company Cake Wallet used to be named PhotoLocker, and we changed the name to Cake Technologies. Uh, PhotoLocker was a anonymous picture posting social media type thing but it was kind of modeled after yik yak I don't, were you familiar with yik yak no i don't think i know that one um yik yak was an app where you can have conversations within a geographical area anonymously so let's say you're at a conference and you can reduce your radius to let's say half a mile or a quarter mile and then you'll only be talking to people at that conference or within that vicinity, which is pretty cool. So you could have, let's say somebody's presenting something on stage, you could have conversations without revealing who you are. So I wanted to take that a step further and do it for, for photographs, for pictures. So the idea was, I guess, more activism, I would say, um, that if you see some injustice, um, going on in your region, you can post a picture anonymously and you, and you can adjust your radius to whatever, a few thousand feet to a quarter mile or 10 miles or whatever. So, you know, the idea was you could, when you, if you're in an area, you can see what's happening immediately around you in an anonymous way. Um, now I was actually very excited about that, that, uh, that concept, but it just, it just needed a lot of marketing um, to get that going. And, and as you know, people don't care that much about privacy, it seems, you know. Um, when we put the app out there, first thing people said was, well, how can I send a picture to my grandmother, for example? 
<laughs> that wasn't. The She's purpose. close by. You can <laughs> <laughs> anonymously, you know. Um, and I, I still think that's a good idea. I mean, that someday I'd like to return to that. But so, so the reason I'm bringing all that up is, like I said earlier, the privacy was a journey, and you know, it started with other apps as well. And then, of course, when I came across Monero, which is all about privacy, that led me to you know create Cake Wallet. Yeah, and why was it that when you built out Cake Wallet and starting in 2017, why did you choose to focus on Monero specifically? Was that more of kind of your Coinbase interaction that you had, or were there other exactly. reasons that you you chose that? A hundred percent, the Coinbase interaction, and then you know seeing on the darknet that the only other coin that was being accepted is Monero. Um, you know, not Ethereum, not Dash, not Verge, not you know all these other other coins. And, and at that Bitcoin, point, of course, sorry. Go ahead. Not saying you know. Of course, they accepted Bitcoin because that is most accessible, most well known. Um, but this little unknown coin called Monero, and I just you know started watching YouTube videos and uh, read as much as I could. Um, you know, whatever I'd find back in those days on the web was written by Justin. <laughs> so, and, <laughs> and, you know, it said University of Minnesota. I thought it's okay, it's probably to be some professor or PhD students. And later on, I find out he's an undergrad. And uh, he made some good diagrams, you know, explanatory diagrams on how to use uh, Monero. So I read as, as much as I could and, um, and just liked everything about it. I, played around with other so-called privacy coins and realized they're not private at all. Um, and Monero was it. And um, it, it really motivated me um, to make it accessible. Uh, at that time, there was an Android app. And, and the funny thing is we didn't even look to see what's there. We, we just built it in a vacuum. Because if I knew I looked to see what's going on, and if I heard, oh, somebody's building an app, and you think, oh, somebody's already building it, let me not do it. So I, I just didn't want to know. I didn't want to know what else is going on out there. I didn't go on the Monero subreddit. Just stayed away from everything because I didn't want any distraction or, or you know, talk myself out of doing it. And, um, yeah, so that's... That's why Monero and, and, and why Cake. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely understandable. And, and I know that there was no iOS Monero wallet at that point. So you were the first to give give access to Monero for iOS users, which is a pretty big, pretty big thing then. Yeah, yeah. And and I didn't realize a big thing. I don't know if you saw my recent post about Doug. You know, I thought, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, this is fun. You know, this is a good, good thing. It'll make Monero more accessible. Um, but only when I met Doug, he started, you know, like explaining why this is so important. Yeah, yeah, and and what is it about Cake Wallet? Is it just Monero inclusion, or, or what is it that that you view as making it a good tool for users who want to reclaim personal privacy? Um, well, the first thing that it has Monero that in itself is the number one thing where you can have financial privacy on how you store and how you spend your Monero. But in addition to that, Cake Wallet, um, and Seth, I mean, I think you've heard me use this term, which maybe I've coined, who knows, I, I like using it. <laughs> I call it a true blockchain wallet, right? Um, mm -hmm. Where, you know, 
Cake Wallet is 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 just accessing the blockchain, right? Um, what makes it better than other wallets is everything happens on your phone, so your view key is not being sent anywhere. That might be getting logged. Um, so it does have some advantages. You can connect your own node uh, in Cake Wallet. Um, what else? Yeah, I think the um, node cases so are really big big piece yeah. is that it's, it's not I know a lot of people think of mobile wallets as light wallets and that they offload the work or compute or in Monero's case view keys to another server that someone else owns to do all the heavy lifting and then they just do the light stuff locally but cake wallet is actually a, it's a full Monero wallet in the, the sense that you access Monero through a normal Monero node no light wallet server or nothing like that so like I, I run it against both my own personal node and I have a public node that that I host for the Monero community. And both those, you mm -hmm. just plug in the address and cake and, and you utilize that full node without having to reveal any information about the the things that you're doing within Cake Wallet to that node operator themselves. Right, right. And you know, the term light wallet um, in other crypto currencies, you only have two types of, you have a full, you have a full uh, wallet which downloads the whole blockchain and you or you have a light wallet. But in Monero, it seems, there's three types of wallets, right? I mean, you have like a GUI which downloads the whole blockchain, or you connect to a node. And I don't know, do you call it a light wallet? No, but I guess a light wallet in the Monero world is more like what my Monero is doing. Yeah, as far as I know, that's the only yeah. light wallet app and implementation that exists right now. I know there's a lot of work going on around a, a light wallet server implementation that yeah. BT Nerd, a, a Monero community member, has built out. Hopefully, exactly. we'll get built out, and that will hopefully be an option in Cake and other Monero wallets in the future to run your own light oh, wallet definitely. server and connect to that. But the the actual server implementation side has been pretty exclusive to my Monero so far. But hopefully, that will increase because it's a great option if you're running your own node. Is the key for me? Right, right. So, yeah, we talk about that all, uh, all the time. Actually, um, we need to have a light wallet, light wallet option. Either connect to your own node or somebody else that's running a node. Um, but I mean, server. So that's definitely that's definitely something we're looking at. Yeah, yeah, that definitely be great to see. And what was it that made you decide to partner with the show here? Partner with Opt Out and support us financially. Um, number one, I like to support uh, as many Monero projects out there that I can. Um, you know, whether it's just CCS development, um, you know, funding requests, you know, I'd like to get involved in those or like what Doug is doing with Monero Talk and Doug and Sunita are doing Monero Talk, Monerotopia, where they're um, uh, encouraging discussion and initiating discussions on mm -hmm. Monero and privacy. And when it comes to you, what, what I like what you're doing is you're actually you're actually guiding and actually teaching people rather than, and there's a space for everyone. Don't get me wrong. Everybody has, you know, can do different things in the Monero uh, space. Um, but what I like you, what you're doing is you're actually giving guides, you're giving instructions on how to do the things that you're talking about, the things that you're promoting, which I think uh, goes a long way. I mean, I, I've, I read your uh, guides and instructions as well. So um, I'm very much uh, 
supportive of what you're doing with that because i think that's what it really comes down to you can talk about something all you want but that really sitting down and teaching people how to do it that's um that's worth a lot yeah i think something i've really enjoyed too about starting this podcast in particular is the majority of my work outside of this has been monero centric but i've really enjoyed with opt out kind of getting to learn how monero fits into the rest of a of the toolkit of someone who's pursuing personal privacy and it's been mm-hmm. really cool to hear from different people that i've interviewed in the past and people in the community around opt out how monero fits into their toolkit um, and i think it's been a really cool way to pull in my previous monero experience and the current guides and blog posts that i make about monero into kind of the broader privacy space where there's there's such a good there should be such a good relationship between monero monero as digital cash and a tool for privacy and the rest of the kind of privacy ecosystem community so I've enjoyed being able to kind of combine those two things into one place um, rather than keeping it like Monero only or other privacy tool only. I think it's been a really, really fun crossover to, to see. Yeah, definitely. And, and I think your style of uh, discussion is, is very, you know, is very great. It's non-confrontational. It's friendly. It's informative. So, you know, all, all these reasons I, I reached out to you to uh, ask you if we can sponsor your show. Yeah, and thank you for that. It's definitely going to be a, a huge help. Let me do some some more around the show. Help me focus on episodes and hopefully expand a bit in the future for sure. Um, and then last question I had for you is, what are some future plans for Cake Wallet that listeners should know about? Um, we want to stay as much as possible to our privacy roots and in some ways, you know, we got, kind of got away with that by adding Bitcoin, Lightning, uh, sorry, Bitcoin and Litecoin. Um, but you know, again, the goal of that was for users to be able to convert to Monero, <laughs> you know, get more Monero to make mm-hmm. it easier to convert convert to Monero. Um, getting back to the privacy, I mean, for you know, on the Monero front, we're, as you see, we're continuously adding new features. Uh, we you know, we added batch sending, for example. Um, but getting back to the privacy, you know, I'm actually looking at maybe like a samurai implementation for Bitcoin in Cake Wallet. I know a lot of the Monero community supports um, samurai, the whole whirlpool thing. That would um, be amazing to see. Yeah. So, I mean, right now we're finishing off some things right now, just doing some... Um, upgrade and modification under the hood type of stuff. And we're, all, we're adding GATS, because um, you know, Nivian's a good friend of mine. And it's just a, it's just a fun, interesting project. Um, so we're gonna implement YATS. Right after we finish that, we're gonna look at the Samurai implementation. Um, big thing for, for me is going to be decentralized uh, exchange. So, you know, we're looking at the Comet uh, atomic swaps, see mm-hmm. if that can work on mobile. There are some challenges with that to work on mobile. Um, number, number one meaning uh, being that uh, the wallet always has to be on and listening. And that's kind of, not, not kind of, it is difficult to do on iOS. I know on Android it may be possible. So that's something we're looking at. Um, but that's definitely the future for Cake Wallet, I think, the decentralized or atomic swaps. 
Another thing we're looking at is ThorChain. Um, you're familiar with that, I know. Mm -hmm. So that, that uses a different model. That uses a more of a Uniswap type of liquidity pool model. And there has to be a lot, there, a lot of work has to be done for, uh, for Monero to be able to work with ThorChain, not only on the ThorChain team side, but also on the Monero side. And on the Monero side, you know, I'm leaning towards not doing a CCS. I mean, we've never asked the community for money or anyone for money, in fact, for any kind of funding. So that's something I'm, I'm willing to fund on our own. And that would just be our contribution to the Monero space, Monero ecosystem, you can call it. Um, so, you know, we've had discussion with Sarang and Diego and all that, uh, even the new Justin, Justin Berman. Um, but there's some things that have to be done on the ThorChain side. So I'm actually very excited about that. Um, yeah, I think it can be a kind of a middle ground because if you think mm -hmm. of like existing services like ChangeNow or SideShift, they're mm -hmm. custodial, but they're quick swaps. So there's a fairly short custodial period. And obviously those, at least those two have good reputations in the space, but atomic swaps are kind of the far end of the spectrum where they're completely non-custodial, completely trustless. But that also introduces the complexity of needing to have a service watching both the Monero and Bitcoin blockchains, making sure that everything goes properly, handling refunds if necessary. There's there's a lot more that's involved and that, like you mentioned, has to be actually run on the wallet side. Mm -hmm, so I know mm -hmm. that that adds a lot of complexity there, whereas ThorChain kind of fits into the middle. Um, exactly. They've had some issues in the past with implementation and their approach. So hopefully they can rebuild and get that working. But it's kind of, it's still custodial, but less custodial than swap services and it has a little bit better liquidity than atomic swaps and a little simpler approach there so i think it, it could be a good middle ground especially yeah. for those just wanting to swap like i wouldn't recommend putting funds in there for liquidity or anything especially not yet but it could be a good tool for swap so i'm curious to see what comes out of that yeah yeah so so, so i think um the big things to recap is is uh privacy for bitcoin you know and we've had discussions with the with the samurai people, they're really good guys, very friendly. Yeah. Um, and we've actually made them aware of that, that, you know, we'd like to work with them to get them into cake. So, and, and they're very, very open to it. So we're excited about that. So yeah, we're, we're considering a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of people ask us to add wow narrow. <laughs> <laughs> the true we, meme we, coin. Sorry. I just said the true meme coin. Yeah, and we get that request maybe every other day. We got a, a message in Twitter or, or our support winner or in Telegram. What are you adding? Winning uh, <laughs> a web narrow. So yeah, who knows? And what's the best place for listeners who want to learn more about Cake Wallet to, to check out? And then how can they support what you're doing with Cake Wallet? Um, yeah, many, many ways. You can go to cakewallet.com, our website. Um, we have a Reddit, r slash cake wallet. Uh, we have a Telegram, cake underscore wallet. Um, you know, Twitter, we're always uh, uh, tweeting out uh, hints and topics and news about cake wallet. Um, so you can learn there as well. Uh, you can reach out to, you can reach out to us. You can reach out to me even. Uh, I love talking to people about cake wallet and about monero i love hearing from people what features they want uh so that would be a good way to support us you know um 
we definitely want to build what everybody uh, likes to use. So we, we love hearing about um, you know features you want or bugs you find or you know that's a good way to support us. We do have a donation address. We don't we don't push it, um, but if you want to donate, fine. You can. That's a good way to support. Um, yeah, I, I would say those are the best ways to reach us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for jumping in for this this special episode of Opt Out. Really glad to to chat with you and just to let let the listeners learn a little bit more about you. Thanks for coming on, Vic. Great. No, thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Opt Out. If you did, please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast, or if you're already subscribed, share it with one friend or family member this week. As always, you can check out the links to our guest content and contact info, as well as links to all of the tools we discussed in today's episode in the show notes or at optoutpod.com. Now get out there and opt out this week. Mm-hmm.